get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky stands for are you ready to tell us about what happened today are you ready to rumble <laughs> yeah, there you go uh, uh presented by DraftKings sportsbook as always shout out DraftKings sportsbook use the code dnvr to get five two hundred dollars in free bets when you bet just five dollars on any nba money line so are you ready to tell us about what happened today zach oh i'm ready and we gotta we gotta rumble because there's there's kind of a lot uh and injuries good or the bad uh, bad first. Bad. Kwan Williams and KJ Hamler are going to miss weeks. Um, so neither of them placed on the injured reserve yesterday. Yep. So maybe not a full month. But KJ Hamler, he missed last week with the hamstring that popped up. We kind of all just expected him to miss weeks. That became official today <clears throat> from Nathaniel. Kind of forgot about KJ already. Well, I mean, you got to plan life without him now, yeah. as, as we kind of talked about. Should have done that a long time ago. Now the good. That I think that's. All the bad, kind of. Well, Baron Browning day to day. Uh, that's kind of a uh, one that popped up. Um, <clears throat> Randy Gregory. Oh, Randy Gregory. They are uh, gonna work him in uh, um, right uh, or work him in uh, um, to be best for him. So to me, that says he's probably not gonna be back this yes. week. Yes, and I think it also says there's no rush at all. Yes, They're, exactly. At this point in the season. There's no reason to try to get him back. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's a, I didn't even think about him. To, just to show you how kind of back of mind he yep. is right now. Uh, now, the good. The good news. The Broncos could be getting a ton of help on the mm. offensive line. The Broncos have a third-string left tackle, a third-string center, and a third-string right tackle end Sunday's game. They could get upgrades at all three of those positions. Tom Compton activated off the PUP yesterday, he practiced today. Mm. Um, Cam Fleming, who has who has been out for a while, who's technically the Broncos' backup left tackle, he practiced today for the first time in a while. And Graham Glasgow, he's day to day, didn't practice today, but Nathaniel Hackett said they dodged a bullet there, and he could play this week. So you could go from third strings to second strings slash starters, and boy, to me, I think that's the difference in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, uh. The Broncos could go straight into Compton. Oh, whew. there was a reference there. Uh, Henry didn't eh, catch it at all. That one's a stretch. That one's a stretch. Straight out of Compton, straight well, into uh, Compton. But they aren't See, going into Compton. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they're yeah. going like they're going straight into him, like from not having him to straight into having him. Aren't the so Raiders going him. straight okay. out of Compton into Compton? They're going neither. But they're not really going straight out of Compton. They're diverting to Vegas first. From Oakland. Yeah, but like kind of close, it's right? California. It's no, the same state. No, no. It's, same it's like state. if the Broncos moved out, you said straight out of Colorado Springs. Straight out of Pueblo. <laughs> straight out of Pueblo. <laughs> same state. Anyways, uh, that is the game. It's the game. Wow, I'm glad you feel that way too because this morning I couldn't tell you how bad I felt about this game. Yeah. And then after hearing that, I was like, wait, that's one, two, Three positions out of five starting positions on the offensive line that could get a, a sizable boost. Not you, you have to keep it in perspective. It's Cam Fleming, who honestly don't feel that great about, but feel really yeah. a lot better. Exactly. Uh, it's it's Tom Compton, who a, a guy playing no his first game. Yeah, we yeah. have no idea. But playing his first game, probably don't feel that great about, but over a practice squad player. So I do feel good about that boost. And then we saw Luke Wattenberg have struggles. Now, I do think Luke Wattenberg would benefit from having a full week of practice with Russell Wilson mm -hmm. this week. Um, but still, you're getting a rookie making his first NFL start going up against a vet that has looked good when he's played this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure game grades, what, uh, it was an F for uh, Luke Wattenberg and a D- minus for uh, Graham Glasgow. Hey, it's an upgrade. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's an upgrade. yeah, it doesn't make me feel as <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> Allie, could you make the comments just a little bit bigger for us? Thank you. Um, Can we read this one real quick from Chan? Sure. Officially, Numbies 
Fun bees and vibes. Uh, 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 vibes. Vibes. <laughs> fun bees. That's, that's better. For sure. Better than dumb bees. Fun bees is for sure. Hey. Wow. That's much better. <laughs> there we go. Some people are saying I should uh, get the numbies name ah. after my thirty-six thousand like tweet. Yeah, I thought wow. you may be trying to come for that. No, it, it? it's too good for you. <laughs> I love like I take a lot of pride in making nicknames that people actually other people actually use, and that one's kind of stuck. Yeah, it has. Has it very yeah. impressive, and you know what? That. I like it too. That's great. Um, and so, what what are we the the buzz the buzzers around here? But what, what's our group name? We're just buzzing. The buzzers. We're just buzzing around here. <laughs> the, the, you know? the bees. The bees. We're the bees knees. Just the ease. The ease. Oh yeah, the ease. Well, that uh, sounds like Manuel Sanders. Fair enough. Um, okay, so. We ha that is that all the injury news? That that that's the main injury news. Yep. Um, and then today we get a little. Would you have? Do you have an update? You want to bring something to the table, Hank? I mean, for once. That's not what I meant. Got Froboni going to the oh, IR. Oh, wow, that is that's some, some big news. news. Yeah. Bring that microphone up a little closer to you. It, it will not do it. It won't. Oh See, wow, like, it is sinking. Yep. So if far. it sounds right, wow. there's nothing wow. I can do. Uh, but yeah, there's a uh, Froboni. No, he's no. So no we're down to third string no long snapper no now, too. Uh, no, no, but no, no, we're no. now back to starter because uh, the Bob. he's back, yeah. baby. Wow. Yep. He is back. It's crazy. For a second, I, like, I read the first part. I was like, how do you have two long snappers in IR? But no, he is back. Which is, I mean, Fraboni was playing pretty well. Like, he was flying down the field. Like, we heard, I, I thought it was silly. They're talking about his philosophies before, uh, before he, he took over, but... I mean, I guess the philosophy is just like go and make tackles because he was, he was actually making plays. It was weird. So the Broncos are gonna miss out. Actually, I think they might a miss starter him. back. Yeah. Jeez. It's a high high bar to clear for Bobin Moyer. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully wow. he doesn't fly down too fast because remember what happened in the preseason when he flew down too fast and caught the punt That's and walked right. straight into the end zone. That uh, is true. All right. What else, Zach? Time. Um, we had a little spicy Nathaniel Hackett Oof. today. Nathaniel Hackett was really bringing it today in a very honest way, but he was asked a couple of things and gave some, I mean, answers that took me back. The first one, he was asked, what is the Broncos' offensive identity right now? And the mm. very first thing Nathaniel Hackett said was, it's not a good one. It hasn't been very successful. No, 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 wrong answer. Oh, are you sure? It's non-existent. Ah, uh, they don't have a bad know. identity. They just don't have an identity. I feel like they have an identity. What sucking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think not if you're, an identity. No, that's an identity. If you ask somebody like, "What's a, what's the Broncos' offense?" Just terrible. You, you're you're both right from a fan's perspective. Henry's right. The Broncos have a bad offensive identity. Yeah. And I should say Nathaniel Hackett's right. It's not a good one. But Ryan, from your point, you're also right. From a football X's and O's schematic standpoint, yeah. they don't have one. Uh, like, what do they do? They're bad. Like, uh, I'm channeling office space. What would you say you do here? Because they, it's nothing. As I've, Nathaniel Hackett said, it's not a good one. They no, don't do anything. <laughs> that, uh, not the a good one, yeah, assumes that there is an identity. That is the identity. Their identity is that they're identityless. They, no, I think that they might have the most clear identity of any offense in the NFL. Wow. It's just that they're really, really bad. <laughs> well, and, and I did say see that they like have the lowest variance, offensive variance <laughs> or something, which means they are literally doing the same things yeah. and doing them awfully every time. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that is their identity. If you were to ask just a random NFL fan what team, what offense they're most confident in like being able to predict what's going to happen, it'd be the Broncos. Be like, yeah, they'll score like. 12 to 15 points. Yeah. I've made a fortune off of betting Iowa unders this year. Wow. Um, and I feel like I should just be doing the exact same thing with the Broncos, but hope is not good, as they yeah, said in Star Wars. It's very good. true. But, Ryan, you'd be 8-1 and one on those. I know. I mean, you'd be rich right now. I would. Yep. Uh, and Nathaniel Hackett went on to kind of prove what you guys were talking about. Uh, and he said, it's not a good one. It hasn't been a very successful offense. We have a lot of things that we need to get better at, and we want to be sure that we continue those opportunities for the guys and continually get better options. And the theme of today between talking to Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson um, was 
they just need to get a lot better on offense. And uh, and uh, Jose says, well, that's not spicy. It actually is spicy for a, for a head coach, the leader of the offense, to come out and say just how bad you are, especially when Nathaniel Hackett's a very positive guy, wants to mm-hmm. look at the positives. For the most part, week in and week out, has said, well, yeah, we're just evaluating everything. That's been his answer. And today he comes out and says how bad it is. Another thing he said uh, when, when talking about he was asked a very – open-ended question and the question wasn't even over when he started answering essentially the question was the Raiders have been in a lot of one score games just like the Broncos what's your message to the Broncos about that he could have taken it anywhere and he said the very first thing he said was somebody's got to win this game wow that's something like a talk show (laughs) person says to burn the Broncos and the Raiders yeah it's really true uh the (laughs) The vibes are bad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like really bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was so positive. Yeah. And it took 10 weeks to break him. Yeah. That, that's what today felt like. That's a really good point. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, like, I, you know what my thought was when I woke up this morning? What did we do to deserve this? <laughs> like, how is it this bad? Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's been bad for a while, and it's been pretty easy to figure out why. You know, you mm-hmm. just look at the quarterback and you say, well, hard to win in the NFL when you don't have a quarterback. And I just can't get over the fact that the Broncos did everything and anything they could to improve the quarterback position. And not like, oh, it just wasn't as good as they expected it to be. They got worse. Yeah. What did we do to deserve this? Uh, so a lot of people will say John Elway sold the organization's soul for, for Peyton Manning. Gosh. If you believe in that. doesn't feel like it was worth it at this point. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, how long is this going to be? Yes. What is our punishment here? You know, walking out of, uh, of the facility today was just having a conversation with another media member, and it just got brought up because we ta- also talked to Justin Simmons, and today Justin Simmons, he's just – He's out of answers. He's broken, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's been in this position. This isn't just this year. It's every single year. And he, just like all of us, thought it was going to be so much better this year. And the, the question was just brought up of, will Justin Simmons, like, ever ever demand a trade just because if at a point, let's say it doesn't get better next year or the year after, at a point he's going to say, I want to make the playoffs at some time in my career. And when I just thought of that, it's like, Damn, the fact that this is really being asked in a way of like maybe Russ isn't going to be able to get the Broncos to the playoffs is just something I would have never guessed. It's crazy. I and like like I said, this this world of suck for lack of a better term is literally just breaking people's souls. <laughs> yeah. It is absurd. And you know, when I talk to um just people, you know, who work normal people jobs they're like what's it like to like you know cover a team that's really bad and i'm just like imagine working for a company that just sucks at whatever like they twitter do. <laughs> like all those twitter people right now just like everything that this company does doesn't work nothing that they create sells or whatever they're trying yeah. to do and they're all trying so hard to make it work like yeah. it's not like anyone's yeah. lazy yep. or anything like yep. that like yep. everyone at the company works their ass off and everything they do doesn't work. Imagine what it would be like to work at a place like that. I'm like, that's what it's like walking into a losing locker room. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible, terrible place. Uh, a locker room of a team that is, you know, defeated and can't find the right answers. Uh, and it's and I, I don't blame Nathaniel Hackett or Justin Simmons for being broken because there's just only so many times you can put everything you have into preparing for a game and then lose and you know justin simmons said it what three weeks in a row like must win or we got to get this one enthusiastically this is playoff style game for us and you can only say it so many times and i think it was today where he just said like yeah i could say it's a must win but they all are aren't they yeah like he's just you you can only pour your heart and soul into something so many times and fail before it just breaks you yeah, and, and that that's and I think why it's hitting this week so hard is because at three and six, what four teams have ever made the playoffs at three and six? Yeah, something like that. And also there was hope going into the bye week. They were yeah. five and three coming off a win. The offense scored twenty points for the second time in the season, fourteen points on two impressive drives in the second mm-hmm. half, and it's like, okay, build on that. 
and then they just didn't coming out. Yep. So it's there was even more hope. Just like we were talking about why so many people are crushed by this season is because there was so much hope going in, and that's been so disappointing. So there's been a bigger fall off. That's kind of what happened after the bye with this team. And then you have Russell Wilson come out, and one of the very first things he says today is, I have to be better. I have to play better. And it's like, okay, that's accountability. Nathaniel Hackett's preached accountability. Nathaniel Hackett started off his press conferences every day this week saying, I have to be better. Russell Wilson's now saying it. And then the question is, okay, how do you get better? And uh, Russ, not, not directly to this question, but Russ says, um, we have to score two more touchdowns a game. I have it in me. And it's like, you're scoring two touchdowns a game now. You, uh, you're saying yeah. to make it better, all you have to do is double it? It's not as easy as that, and no. it's so frustrating. And uh, and then you, you just see there's, you know, Jeff Legwald drops an article on the Broncos being so much in shotgun, and then there was questions to Russ today. Are you in shotgun too much? And, you know, Russ says, well, it doesn't necessarily mean if we go under center that it's going to be any better than that. He says they have balance. They don't have balance in reality. And Nathaniel Hackett on the identity, it's so wide open. And this team just doesn't know what they are, so it's hard to be like, you need to get better by doing this, this, and this. It's like, you just need to be better, and that's such a frustrating place to be because it's, like like Nathaniel Hackett said, it's it's everywhere, yeah. and that's what's so heart-wrenching about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I just don't think there's an answer. Like, they're just stuck, and I think they've realized that too, is that, what, you, you beat the Raiders, you beat the uh, Panthers, you beat the Ravens. It's like, yeah, now all of a sudden, like, 18% chance of the playoffs if you do those three things, there's no reason to think they're going to get to that point. And even if they do, they got the Chiefs the next week. So, I mean, when that sets in, how can you not feel that way? They're like, it, the season's kind of done. How could Justin Simmons be up there being like, yeah, let's go. This is it's a big week. It's not that big of a week. Like, it's a must win because, uh, yeah, if, if you lose any game, then it's almost officially done. Yeah. Uh, my question to... Back to that would be, how could you possibly pick the Broncos to win this week? Yeah, it, it's a great point. Because and the Raiders the, are terrible. Yeah, the reason is because the Raiders are 2-7. <laughs> and seven, terrible. And their only wins have come against two of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh. Unfortunately, the Broncos, because they have the third worst record in the AFC. I guess maybe entire NFL, actually, tied with a bunch of teams. Mm -hmm. And the Houston Texans, the 1-7-1 Texans, literally the worst team in the NFL. So that's what gives you hope about beating the Raiders, but you're right, Ryan. I mean, it's really hard to feel confident about it. And so when I hear all of this, just about how there's not one easy fix, to me it says the Broncos just, they have to go back to where Russ has had success, and it's probably not a place Russ wants to go, mm -hmm. but he's got to be under center, and they've got to just base it off running the ball and play action because, but then you look at this team and the way they're set up, and are they really going to be able to run the ball that much with all backup, uh, all pretty much all running backs that were backups to start. Mm -hmm. the, actually, all running backs that were backups start there. And an offensive line that's a shame. It just, mm -hmm. and then are you really going to put in a whole new game plan this week and a whole new mm -hmm. offensive identity? So it's just, I don't know where they turn. But are you going to be able to throw the ball when you're probably going to have Jalen Virgil and Kendall Hinton out there as your two and three? It's, it's bad. <laughs> it is bad. But going back to this week, you know, I actually think that Mark Davis coming out in support of Josh McDaniels actually helps the Raiders in the report that came out today, which mm, <laughs> chef's kiss, mm -hmm. beautiful uh, report from Bill Plaschke, mm -hmm. who said uh, the Raiders won't fire Josh McDaniels because they don't have the money to fire him. They're cash poor and can't afford to fire another coach, which I love it so much for the long term. In the short term, I kind of think these players are have to be in the back of their head like, all right, well, I still got to be fighting to earn the respect of this coach mm. um, to try and help this guy succeed because he's right. going to be here. Whereas the Broncos, I can't help but think that everyone on that team is thinking like, well, going to be a new coach next season. Mm. So it's not like I have to worry about what Nathaniel Hackett thinks of me that much or any, anyone on this coaching staff because they're all going to be gone very soon. Um, so... I think that actually helps them. I think the Broncos, you know, they're currently a rudderless ship um, with a bunch of holes in it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and the holes, it's it's like you plug one, especially on offense, you 
I mean, you don't even really plug one. Uh, you put a little piece of scotch tape on one and then three more open. Yeah. And, I mean, with injuries, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, injuries are now very much a thing with this team and very much mm-hmm. a reason why they're struggling uh, even more than they were. And it's just, it's, it's which, exact, there's too many things to fix. The ship might be on fire, too. Mm, might be able to throw that in there. A, a sinking rudderless ship on fire. Yeah. Wow. What do you do? Do you, do you stay in? Do you jump off? You definitely jump off because of the fire. Do you think okay. there's sharks? Maybe after this week, if they lose, there's sharks all around, too. Ooh, yeah. You're in, right now, uh, yeah. you're but in one, Alcatraz. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Tough spot to be. It's being taken over by pirates. Yes. Yeah. At what point does the water turn into gasoline? Ooh. Oh, no, there's an oil leak. Oh, jeez. Oh. In the sea. Oh. So Wait, the boat's what kind never going to go. Oh. Uh, the boat's never going to be flameless. Right. Oh, jeez. Wow. So then you definitely have to jump off. I've never seen a boat that can be on fire and also needs oil. <laughs> right? No. Wouldn't it be like the wooden ship? I'm saying be... there's an oil leak from like an oil oh, pump nearby. in the water. Oh, yeah. so you're just kind of drifting Keeping toward it. it. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Wow. Maybe there's yep. a shark cage on board that you can get <laughs> Oh, and it's about to break. <laughs> but then wouldn't a shark cage sink to the bottom? And if you're stuck in it, then oh, right. you're stuck it needs to, yeah. attached to the, to the yeah. boat. Yeah, so maybe there's, maybe there's one of those balloons from that, uh, mm. from that uh, cartoon. What's, what? what's, what's the movie? <laughs> Sorry, Up. I saw Bronco's highlight on Up. TV and it really threw... Up, yes, yes, yes exactly, to take you away. Oh, you wow. gotta go up. Yeah. The only way, yeah. out, the wow. only way out is up. Exactly. Wow. You gotta start we just fix the Broncos. What a message to the Broncos. Yeah. Actually, Nathaniel Hackett was asked, "What's your message to the offense when you're in front of the team? What's your message to them to get things better?" And what if you just said that? We're just gonna we're gonna find an up balloon and we're just yep. gonna take it up. We just gotta the find up balloons. Out is up. Start blowing <laughs> yeah. up balloons. Yeah. As I see Derek Carr on the TV on his Wednesday press conference. Did he cry today? Uh, doesn't. I don't see any mascara coming down. Uh, no. yeah, okay. Mascara yeah. seems to be intact. <laughs> That's good. That's good news for him. Um, all right. Before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at, what should I tell you about? About Athletic Greens. How about DNVR? How about DNVR? Oh. Friends over at DNVR. It's us. We are the friends. Um, and you can come down here. So yesterday, and I think the day before, I've been telling you guys about the members only event going on for the Avalanche game tomorrow. Well, mm-hmm. yes, we've made a change. Wait, what? Breaking news has just come across my desk. Wow. It's now open to the public. Wow. Uh, wow. So even if you're not a DNVR member, which you should be, you can now come down tomorrow, uh, hang out with some Avs legends, watch the game, sweet silent auction with like some insane, insanely dope prizes or mm. what, what's the word? Items? Items. Mm. Yeah. Items in the auction. So uh, come down for that. Also come down for the World Cup. Um, I just saw a couple things. I saw one. The beer glass that we're giving out and so you're not giving out you can buy a beer glass from us um and then every time you bring it like you can bring it back every time you come for a game mm. and you get a discount on every beer oh, that you have on that uh-huh. wow. just saw the glass the glass is fire mm. uh, and also saw some of the giveaways that the rapids are doing because we're partnering with the rapids yeah and those are also really really wow. sick so oh. i don't know if i can i don't know if i can ali asked if i can show i know I don't want to unfairly no. break news. That's not <laughs> mine to break. Uh, so anyways, come down to the DMVR bar, hang out with us here, and have yourself a jolly old time. And have yourself a jolly old glass of Athletic Greens mm-hmm. every day when you wake up in the morning. It doesn't taste like a Jolly Rancher, but I think it tastes pretty darn good. Uh, little little citrus flavor because you said Jolly old time, yeah, so yeah. I said Jolly Rancher. Uh, it tastes a little citrusy to me. Uh, the ta- the color may scare people off, but the taste is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And what Athletic Greens does is it provides vitamins, minerals, probiotics, so many things. Adaptogens. Adaptogens to help adapt you, right, Hank? That's, yes, that's it's what important. you would say. Wow, I wonder what adaptogens would do to the Broncos right now. Yeah, they need to adapt in some way. Man, wow. that would maybe they need a dose of athletic greens wow. to start their day. Start spiking some drinks. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the good thing is they, they can well, the Broncos could afford anything, but they you sure can afford it because it's cheaper than your cup of coffee, your average cup of coffee. And also they have over seven thousand five star reviews, so mm-hmm. it is very, very uh, highly rated from so many people. So if you want to get you some athletic greens, go to DN or go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, and that's gonna get you you uh one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five travel packs with your first purchase check them out that's athleticgreens.com slash broncos and if you are looking for health insurance we have a new partner who can help you out you don't take your athletic greens you might need it that is true that is true um 
while adaptogens would help. It is so good to have health insurance. I think it's like a law that you have to have it also. So there's that piece. Don't know. Can't speak to that in particular. But this is the cheapest health insurance that you can find on any sort of exchange. Um, they include adult dental, adult vision. There's no additional cost for that stuff. Um, like I said, lower monthly premiums than any plan currently available on the marketplace. Um, and mental health benefits are now a part of the regular copay. Get you access to 10 family health centers in the Denver area. Uh, there's a main hospital, the Outpatient Medical Center at Denver Health. Uh, it's really good stuff. And obviously, Denver Health Medical is a local health insurance company. Uh, you can go to denverhealthmedicalplan.org. You can call 303-602-4912. There's an open enrollment for the exchange that runs November 1st to January 15th. You can enroll by December 15th to have your coverage begin January 1st, 2023. Like I said, denverhealthmedicalplan.org or 303-602-4912. All right. Shall we get into the whiteboard and we see? We should. How? Let's jump in right now. And first one on the whiteboard for the Broncos beating the Raiders. And we are going to do a fast whiteboard because this usually takes oh. us way too long. A fast whiteboard. Well, this one's easy. Stop joshing around, guys. Josh Jacobs, you said it yesterday, Ryan, has owned the Broncos. He has owned the Broncos more than I could have even I don't imagined. Admit to that. Oh, yes. Yeah, you did not say that on the record. Um, <laughs> so he's played six games. He's averaging over 100 yards per game against the Broncos. That's just on the ground. Guess what his record is against the Broncos? Again, he's played in six games. Five and one. He's dominated. He owns them. When you own another team, you don't lose to them. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, six and zero against the Broncos, including three hundred yard games. I'm he has two one hundred yard games in the past two games. Everything points to Josh Jacobs is playing well. He's going to beat the Broncos this week, so they have to stop him. And in fact, Justin Simmons was asked, "How do you stop? Well, how do you stop the Raiders?" He said, "It starts with the run. Starts with Josh Jacobs." I wouldn't be surprised if they take the Derrick Henry approach, have Jerry Mont Jones stand up as an as an end or as an outside linebacker at times, just to make mm -hmm. sure they stop him. That is so key because he killed them the last game fourth he in did. the nfl in rushing yards wow why can they stop derrick henry but not josh jacobs mind-blowing doesn't make yep. sense yeah all right next all right one. let's move on to this next one coming in block somebody yeah i'm not gonna get picky here just block somebody oh, if man. it's max crosby that's great if max crosby doesn't get blocked all that well but you're blocking chandler jones like i'll live with it the offensive line little beat up also not in uh, the rhythm of blocking anybody in the passing game, the rushing game. Just don't be terrible. Like, you don't need this to be the strength of your team. Just block somebody. Just just make sure that somebody is blocked. Give yourself some sort of opportunity. You can't be as bad as you were last week and expect to have a chance to win. Nope. Bless you. Yeah. You can't. You absolutely can't. Um, Bless yeah. you. I mean, it's a fair place to kind of start. Just block somebody. talking about offense. All right, next one. Kiss or Kiss? Kiss. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm. I thought like with the sicknesses going around. Oh. Uh, like transferred those. Oh, uh, no. Uh, it does okay. seem like there's a lot of bugs in the air. <laughs> that, yes. Um, no, keep it simple, stupid. Meaning, don't overthink this. If your offensive line can't block, give them help. Mm. And lots of it. Jeff Legwald would definitely support this idea. If you're going to go out there and pass the ball, you got to keep people in to block them so it means you can't go three wide nearly mm. as much as you want to yeah um i don't really care who you use to do this you could bring in natani muti as in a tight end for all i care Ooh. to help you block um it. but you cannot think that you're going to get away with leaving those guys on an island now maybe you do get a little bit of help and if cam, cam fleming's out there i'm not saying you're just good to go now right but you can try to get away with it a couple times mm -hmm. if you have quinn bailey out there and you know you have uh who was that left last week again um uh calvin anderson mm -hmm. and calvin the, anderson. okay Cal yeah. okay yeah. yeah uh for some reason i thought there was another one but now i'm just going crazy um i always forget that he's the third string guy right right i always forget mm -hmm. that cam was over there right either way um you cannot just say like we're going we're gonna do it the way we always do it this is how khalil mack uh, you know, uh -huh. set a sack record against the Broncos because they were just like, well, we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't care that Michael Schofield can't block anybody. And well, you should. You should have. You should. We saw what happened. So keep it simple. Don't 
just do what you think you should. I, I, like, I don't know how to put this anymore. Do what you think you should do, which right. is help the guys who aren't very yep. good. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, yep. I mean, you put it perfect. Keep it simple, stupid, and yep. take a step back. It's okay to do what you think is just going to work on the obvious. You don't have to dive too deep in. Well, and Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy are getting open. Mm. They really are. Um, there's a whole chart that our friend Nick Kendall sent me. I'm not smart enough to interpret it other than definitely says that they're getting open. Both of those guys are getting open. But n neither of them are catching the ball. Um, and that's a mix of drops, not getting targeted, and um, not not catching it, not getting targeted, and, you know, just missing it when yeah. they are yeah. targeted. Yeah. Um, so, like, both of those guys are getting open. Like, Cortland Sutton, according to this chart, is getting open at a similar rate as CeeDee Lamb, Christian Kirk, Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown. Legit receivers. Pretty good company. But isn't getting the ball. Yeah. Uh, and so... It's it, separation, you know, you don't need to get crazy with the route combinations. Get those, block it up and get those guys the ball. Block it up and lock it mm -hmm. up. Now, next one on here, I want to see if, oh, do it for us. Ah, do it for us. Yes. Almost <laughs> forgot that I put this one on there. Ryan, you got to do this one for us right now. I'm going to do it for you guys. Um, This is really simple to me. It's like, I need the Broncos to care about what this means. Mm. It's not just the Raiders. Like you just saying that Josh Jacobs is six and zero in his career against the Broncos makes me want to puke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact that Josh McDaniels as a head coach is currently one and zero against the Broncos yeah. makes me want to puke. The fact that the Broncos can't beat anyone in the division right now makes me want to puke. Yeah. I need them to care. Yep that this is the Raiders at home. Yep. Like you just don't lose yeah. to the Raiders at home. It's not acceptable. And to be honest, if you, if you have any positive feelings towards Nathaniel Hackett, you need to do it for him as well. Mm. Um, because I think if you lose to the Raiders at home, combine that with a, a good group of no-shows. And if the score gets ugly in any way, shape or form, I really do think we could see massive changes after this week. Yep. So whoever, I don't care who you do it for, if it's your coach, just know what this means. Mm -hmm. it, it, and honestly, the stuff coming out of Dove Valley today doesn't make me feel like they do. Yeah, well, and you won't like this either. You will like this part, and you won't like this part. The first part, just in passing, Justin Simmons was talking about the Raiders, and he just mentioned, well, I don't like them anyway. Love hearing that, right, yep. about the Raiders. But then when Nathaniel Hackett was asked about the Raiders, Hank, what did he say? Uh, he kind of rambled a little bit, but he said, uh, you know, my dad coached over there. Oh. Like, you know, it's kind of unique thing. Like they're, they're a good franchise. Like they're the, no, they aren't. it's like, <laughs> exactly. No, Poverty they're, franchise. they're not <laughs> literally, <laughs> but no, he never, he didn't even say like, I don't like them or like, I, was there even like an, I like, I would like to beat them in that answer. Maybe, like maybe at the end, but maybe. it was, it was kind of like a casual next, yeah. next game division game. Totally. Tra trying to beat them. Just lie. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just say, hey, when you come in to Denver, yep, yep, yep. you learn very quickly that you hate the Raiders. Man, It'd wouldn't be that it, simple. Wouldn't have been great too. And again, potentially a lie here. Oh yeah, my dad worked for them, was fired by them. I've hated them ever there since. There you go. Oh, there you yeah. go. And now when I when when I joined here, I wanted to beat them even yeah. more. Wanted to do this for my yeah. dad. I said you this Monday, but <laughs> wow. now it's, you must die. <laughs> it's like a college game where it's like it's not necessarily about the postseason. It's not about like bowl yes. games or like the yep. going to the championship. Mm, it's yep. just like I don't know. Why do you? It's oh, it's Oklahoma State. Yeah, we've hated Oklahoma State for a hundred years. Right. So we just like to beat. O <laughs> right. We enjoy beating Oklahoma State or whatever random school you're playing. Yeah. Like, it's not about like the big picture. It's just like yeah, we like to beat that team. Yeah, you know Bill McCartney when he determined that Nebraska was going to be CU's rival, which was a very simple case mm -hmm. of he got he walked in and was like, "Who's good around here in this yeah. division?" They were like. Nebraska. He's like, cool. We hate them now. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, all right, we can get on board yeah, with that. Yeah, he wrote yeah, their yeah. name in big letters. Yeah. Team goals every year was like, win the conference, you know, yep. or win the division, win the conference, beat Nebraska. Yeah. Mm. And that type of stuff like has an effect on people, you know, like you see that every day. You want, like, you need to, to, to lean on these sort of things right now. And uh, there was another CU coach who said like, yeah, I got here and people told me like, I don't care what you do as long as you beat Nebraska and CSU. Mm -hmm. That's what some. That's what Nathaniel Hackett should be saying. Things along those lines is right. like, I learned when I got here, you beat the Raiders and you beat the Chiefs and you beat the Chargers and you'll be all right, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it starts with the Raiders. That's who we hate the most. Like, just 
pretend like you you're at least understand the culture a little bit. Well, and it just sucks even more because the Broncos are on a 13-game losing streak against the Chiefs. They're on a five-game losing streak against the Raiders. The last game they beat was one of the was when Josh Jacobs was inactive. The game before that, the Raiders won. So that's how Josh Jacobs is six and zero. Broncos on a five game losing streak. The only team the Broncos in the division can beat is the Chargers, and they have a better record than the Broncos this year. So it sucks. Yep. Here's another key to getting their first win in the past six games: do the Derek Carr. So think about Broncos games when Derek Carr has played against them uh, in the past four or five years or so. If I say do the Derek Carr, what am I saying? Uh, complete easy passes. Very darn close. It can be in the same category. I'm, get the ball out quick. Uh, what was nah, something nah. that just drove Von Miller crazy? He's like, "What am I supposed to do?" Derek Carr's throw, getting the snap, then throwing it right away. Yep. It just, it, but it was smart because Derek Carr's like Von Miller's right there. I don't want to get sacked by him, so I'm going to get the ball out quick. It, this goes along with kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Just if Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, who really is just seemingly busted. Um, but Max Crosby is not seven sacks uh, this year for for Max Crosby Two and, against the Broncos, right? Yes, exactly. And in seven games against the Broncos, Josh Jacobs has owned the Broncos. So has Max Crosby. Nine and a half sacks, 12 tackles for a loss, 12 quarterback hits. He has a sack in every game he started. And in the past three games against the Broncos, he has six sacks. Disgusting. Just don't let him get to Russell Wilson. Unfortunately, what we saw last all, week. Man. And Russ is a guy that likes to hang on to the ball. If you can, Nathaniel, don't let him put himself in that position where he's holding the ball or else, you mm-hmm. know, maybe not 18 quarterback hits like he had last week, but you may be looking at double digits again. Definitely. I mean, I think you have to expect double digits this week, just knowing what the matchup is. If they can avoid that, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be. All right, our final one. What do the Broncos have to do to beat the Raiders? Destroy Devontae. Yes, destroy Devontae. Uh, he is good. Like, uh, there was a moment there at the beginning of the season where there was some debate. He has been really good, specifically the last couple weeks. Um, obviously, it's Pat Sertan who's going to be up against him. I think this time... Number just... one reason to watch this game, by the way. Definitely. Mm. I mean, definitely. Uh, but that's going to be a one-on-one matchup, you would think, for most of the game. Pat did well the first time. Yep. Nine catches for 126 yards for uh, Devontae last week. Week Ooh. before was 10 for 146. <laughs> Three touchdowns over the course of those two games. Yikes. He's cooking. He's really cooking right now, and uh, you know Pat Sertan, if he can, if he can shut him down, if he can even keep him under, you know, eighty-five yards, the Broncos are going to have a decent chance. He's keeping him under eighty. I think yards. so too. Yep, yep. I think I, so too. I, I completely agree. And some good news: Devonte Adams today limited at limited. practice with an abdomen injury. No Hunter Renfro. No Darren Waller. I honestly <laughs> think that Devonte Adams, as good as he is, has in a roundabout way, maybe hurt the the Raiders' offense. And the reason I say that is because of what you were saying about Derek Carr getting the ball out quick. You know, obviously he can get open in a phone booth as well, but a lot of the things you want to do with with, uh, Devontae Adams is getting him the ball downfield. Mm -hmm. And I think it's causing Derek Carr to hold the ball a little bit longer than he used to. Yeah, yeah, it's a a really good point. And you need to do what your quarterback does best, not what a receiver does. You think about it in the last couple years, his two best receiving threats were Darren Waller, a tight end, who obviously is not going to be all vertical, though he does do well down the field, Uh, and Hunter Renfro, who was just – all close to the line of scrimmage, yep. short spaces. So I think there's something to that. Yeah, and yep. just if they're going to try to do that and Pat Sertan's locked up on him, that could be an opportunity for Baron Browning, those guys, to get to the quarterback too. Totally. So Damari Mathis versus Mac Collins, is that the – Give it to me. Is that the real matchup yep. to watch here? Give it to me. I'm wow. all, not the real matchup. Well, no, because <laughs> I think I, oh. I think Pat's going to force – the ball away from Devontae Adams, so then it's going to be up to Demari against Mac Hollins. You know, yeah, I, they're going to throw it. They're going to throw it, Sertan. If it's Devontae out there, they're still throwing the ball. Well, hopefully, because then Pat can finally get a pick on the books this hopefully. year. Hopefully, I hope so. Last four games, Pat Sertan has given up four catches, one catch per game for a total, a total of eighteen yards, four and a half yards per game, and one catch is what Pat Sertan yeah. has done in the past four games. Yeah. Honestly, got to be boring. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like when you're playing like right field in Little League and oh, right. no one can hit it the opposite way. There's yep. no lefties. <laughs> yep. You just stand there like picking dandelions. That's yep. what Pat Sertan's doing. It's very, very true. 
Something's not boring. Our friends over at Chiba Hut. Ooh, new definitely partnership here. And there's <laughs> nothing boring about Chiba Hut. I love Chiba Hut. And one of the things that I love the most, they have the best hot sauce, I think, in the world. Wait. What? Yes, yes. The the Jamaican hot sauce oh, is so good. It goes good. on like the Jamaican get, red or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They get some hot sauce that like you can buy yourself, but then they add like butter and some other seasonings. It's so so good. So what would you comp it to? Um, uh, well, it's it's spicy for me, so it may not be very spicy for you. But it's not it's not super spicy. I don't know. It's it's honestly the best hot sauce out there. Wow. And, and and not like a. Not in a super spicy way, just a good flavorful way. I got to try it for yeah. sure. Yeah, I always, mm -hmm. no matter what sandwich I get, I get a, a thing on the side so I can just have a dip in every single bite. I'll do that next yeah. time, 100%. Yeah. They also have the best spicy mayo. Oh. Really good spicy mayo. See, that's probably huh. my issue with Chiba's. I'm just focused on that one sauce where I don't try the other sauces. Uh -huh. Then oh. they also have the best, when I was a vegetarian, the best vegetarian sandwich I've had, mm. uh, wow. which was the magic mushrooms. Yep. Yeah, it's delicious, and they have so many different things. Not only amazing, I mean, their menu is huge, but they also have, like, some great Rice Krispie treats and oh, some other bro. treats that they make so delicious. So you got to stop cinnamon by. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Rice Krispie yeah, Treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Goes do the unbelievably ones, hard. The yes. I mean, so good. So stop by one of their locations, and also check them out on Instagram at chibahut.colorado. Uh, they've been around since 1998 in Colorado, so make sure to check them out. They are delicious. Well, I know what I'm doing for dinner. Ah, Ooh, yes. That does sound good. Also, get on over to SportsFan. We'll have the tailgate set up on Sunday, of course, as we do for all home games. You should come to that. But you should also swing by SportsFan when you come because there's a whole bunch of uh, cool stuff in there you can't find anywhere else. You get discount, right, Ryan? You get a discount. Yep. 10% if you go to the tailgate. 10% off if you go to the, the SportsFan that's right there on Federal. Um, this, is sweet. this is a sweet deal. Hats, jerseys, shirts, all sorts of different stuff. You can go to the one Federal. You can go to one of the two on the 16th Street Mall or the one down south at the Park Meadows Mall. All great options, all filled with great stuff. Uh, so make sure you get on over to SportsFan. You hearing voices there, Zach? No, no, I see lights. I see flashing lights on uh, that pole, which means there's something going outside. Oh, there is. They're finally coming to get hanged. <laughs> uh, also got to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Good one, Dad. America's top-rated sportsbook. <laughs> uh, bet five on any NBA money line. Get $200 in free bets. It's a fantastic deal. I've been on a little bit of a heater over at DraftKings. Mm, love to hear um, it. Although it might be like a false heater because oh. I just hit like three really big bets. Oh, like I'd yeah. feel better if I hit nine out of ten. Just right, easy right, ones. right. So is it a false positive, as Vic would say? We'll see. Okay, we'll okay. see for sure. Uh, false positive. Wow, I forgot all that. <laughs> yeah. He was saying that before it was even a COVID he thing. Was, he was. Wow. Yes, he was. Wow, I'd never even associated <laughs> yeah. the two. I just always thought of it as separate things. Yeah, maybe he caused that. He wow. spoke it into existence. Yeah, he wow. did. Uh, anyways, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get in on all those great deals. Of course, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's talk to the people and start with a super chat. Ooh. Oh, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, we already got. So let's just start with the comments on the website. First one from Zen Bronco says, my boys, it's been a while since my last comment, but I'm still listening daily. I will be at this game this weekend where I plan on painting my head. Yes. I'm very excited what? because as a veteran, this will be the first military appreciation game I'll be going to. Nice. And I will get to go with some with some of my girlfriend and family who has not been able to see a game together in person. I read it right. Uh, and plan on trying to go to the tailgate. So, uh, you looked at me. <laughs> no, so, I looked at my phone. <laughs> so, I'm well aware this season has been kind of a wash, but it still doesn't discourage me from any game this year. Now, with that being said, I don't blame all of the offensive troubles on Russell Wilson. Granted, he hasn't played the best. Mm -hmm. I still blame most of our shortcomings on the coaching as well as a mixture of injuries. With that being said, who do you think our Jeez. head coach will be next season? Obviously, the best choice, in my opinion, would be Sean Payton. But in reality, who do you think it would actually be? And who would be able? And who would be the defensive coordinator? Also, could we bring back Mike Munchak? Always or uh, er, anyways, I can't wait to see what y'all guys think. Thanks for the podcast. Sorry for the long comment, and I can't wait to see you guys again. Let's go with Hate Week <laughs> and destroy the Raiders and possibly ruin Josh McCheat's head coaching career. P.S. Talking about bad jerseys oh yesterday, yellow pants, blue jerseys, and color <laughs> rush.
Josh Sox. Thanks yes. again. And go Broncos. Let's ride. Also, even also, I have, a, <laughs> I have a family member with food allergies. Is there any way I can make sure that they will be able to eat at the tailgate? We still want to go hang out at the tailgate, but we just want to make sure everyone can get something to eat before the game. If there is something I need to eat, or if there's someone I need to email, I will. Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> Always help at the DMVR. Also, help at the DMVR.com, or you can also just directly. Um, Email Spencer, Spencer at allcitynetwork.com. He is our events coordinator. Also, it helped to know what the food allergy is. Well, oh, peanuts? Did, did he? I passed over it. I too. don't think he did. I didn't. I hear think you just either. made that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you heard peanuts. He did not say it. But yeah, if, totally if that's the case, <laughs> there's all of like the, the sausages and stuff that should be fine, I would imagine. Unless it's like a sausage allergy. Oh my God. If you would have asked me, like, a million dollars did it say peanuts? You heard food allergy? You heard peanut allergy? It's a decent bet. I heard a lot of things in that comment. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were a lot of things. We Going have back. so much time to talk I about the coaching search. I would bet on Ejiro Evero. I would bet on Ejiro Evero being back as defense coordinator next year, which uh, I think might be a hot take. I think it's. I think he's back. The old I, force. A coordinator on the new coach. Yeah, yeah, I think that, so. That's my that's my only thing, and I, I kind of agree with Ryan. And I actually don't think that's a hot take. I think that's kind think of so? like okay. I think that's what just a lot of people are saying is like, well, of course he's working on there, so just bring an offensive-minded head coach in. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I really like Evero. He's obviously a great yes. coach. You want to keep him around, but if you're hiring a new coach, let him bring his guys in, and mm-hmm. maybe he will say it, it's Evero. And that's the thing is, I think. Either going to force him on him. Uh, first of all, I don't think he's getting a head coaching job. That's kind of the first piece of this mm. whole puzzle. But uh, Really? See, really, I think this that, year. I think, I think he's back more, next year. I think year. that's more of a hot take. Definitely. But I think I think he's back because of that, because either he's forced in or because it's, you know, Dan Quinn, say he comes in. He's like, why would I mess with this? So if the Broncos want to keep him around and they think there's any chance that he's getting a head coaching job this year, they absolutely should fire Nathaniel Hackett. And let him coach the team. No. Yeah. Why? That's back because if you give him the interim job, then that's just gonna make him even more wanted. No, you just the... hire him if right. you think he's good. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like that. Okay. I'll say that I wouldn't like him as head coach. Well, mm. Dan Quinn. If Dan Quinn comes in, there's no reason for Evero to stay here. No. Nope. Um, because that's a defensive-minded head. Yeah, coach. but I mean, he could be more hands-off. Maybe for sure. Like I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was willing to say this is a good thing. Keep that going. Do what you do. If you need me, I'll be right here, and be but be I would more love of just that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. If there's see anyone, I listened to that podcast with Dan Quinn when we yeah. thought he was going to yeah. get hired. Yeah. He seems like the type type of guy who would actually think that way. Yeah, potentially. From Briz Baby. Hey, dudes. With all the negativity surrounding Broncos country lately, I decided to take a page out of your book and inject some positivity into the comment section today with a fun football update from me. Yes. All right. Over the weekend, I experienced my first ever live football game watching the Syracuse Orange get destroyed by FSU. <laughs> wow. Wasn't the result I was looking for, but I had so much fun. The atmosphere was electric. And to support the Orange, I even whipped out my Peyton Manning jersey. Uh It made me unbelievably excited for my upcoming journey to Denver to watch the Broncos take on the Chiefs, and I'm so damn excited for the tailgate. No question for me today. My first live football experience just got me excited to watch the Broncos live, and I needed to tell someone. Cheers, Briz Baby. It'd be so fun if they beat the Chiefs. Like, again, there's no reason to think that it'll happen. (laughs) But, again, just... It's a college football season at this point. You just enjoy the wins. Yes. You don't worry too much about the big picture. Beat a rival. Yep, beat Man. a rival. And if they do it on national television and kind of get that monkey off their mm-hmm. back a little bit too. Assuming like it. it's That'd on national great. television. The From the count, my comrades, Twitter is on the brink of implosion. <laughs> don't say that. Trey sure McBride is. Is, start, is a starting tight end. Wow. Glizzies are causing delay of game penalties. 2022 <laughs> is a muck. What's it next? Muck. Numbies? Preach. We need a sermon. Yes. Love the count. You know, I had this great this great speech, but we just don't have time for it. So uh, we'll just have to save it. Yeah, I'm sorry. And okay. maybe it's even what Arvada Luke said. He says, hello, Numby. So sorry for the long tongue twister. My wife. You already messed up. <laughs> <laughs> there was no long in that sentence. What did I say? You said, so sorry for the long tongue twisters. Wow, I did. Says, hello, numbies. So sorry for the tongue twisters. My wife scolded me on being too extra in the last 
comment. So she sound <laughs> so sounds like she enjoys the pod. Heck yeah. Let's go. I saw an article with a Rare. comment from Josie Jewell on what makes Evero so successful as a coach. Evero emphasizes focusing effort on maintaining the basics and the process. His approach mm. is also supported by performance psychology. Mm. If you put attention, wow. the process, which you can control, over outcomes, which you cannot control, this leads to a much more rewarding and higher overall performing mindset. I tried applying this to my golf game, but yikes. I hate to hear about the coaches working so hard. Putting in long hours is about being prepared as they I th- at, and as I think you have diagnosed, this team feels like they are over-preparing rather than being caught off guard. My takeaways, offense and Russ needs to get back to the basics and have the and, and they have the yips. Maybe wear those brown and yellow socks inside Ooh. out. Coach Evero's approach shows results on the defensive side and seems applicable to any side of the ball. Do we have any head coaches in the building already? Cheers, Arvada Luke. No. Don't have any head coaches in the building. Dom Capers. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw I saw someone suggest he would be the interim head coach, and to me that if no. if you were one game out of the playoffs or something and you know you're still all about this season well one you're probably, probably not gonna fire fired, yeah. yeah but for some weird reason if you were maybe then but like to me that makes no sense if you're gonna do that give evero a shot totally i mean i yeah i support hiring jeff saturday more than i support making dom <laughs> capers the, the interim head trying coach. something that could work long term yeah. exactly just yeah. throw a dart yep mine as yep. well yeah. Uh, Nash Broncos says, hi, boys. Tim Jenkins did an excellent breakdown on the Broncos last game uh, and rest of struggle. No free ads. That's okay. We like Tim Jenkins. <laughs> at least he's come on our show a couple times. Uh, it left me with a few thoughts. One, Russ is not meshing with the scheme. He can still make the throws, but either he isn't bought in or Hackett's design is very inconsistent. Probably a bit of both. Still don't even know what Hackett's designing. Uh, two, I'm not sure how we can expect him to make anything happen with that offensive line. Also, we just learned that KJ will miss a few weeks. So dot, dot, dot. Where the hell do we go from here? Do we just use these games as an excuse to drink? Yes. Is it truly? It's truly awful seeing our beloved team be so effing terrible on the offensive side. True. We don't deserve this. It's really terrible. We don't. We don't. And but kind. You got to take what I, the approach that I've taken to Buffs games for many years. It's an excuse to eat, drink, and be merry. There we go. Be I'm merry. Huh? <laughs> I mean, merry might be a stretch. Eat, no, drink for just, sure. You just be merry with your friends and family. Oh, okay. Be married. To your friends and family is what he's saying. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um, I'm actually kind of taking a different approach as Hank. I have flipped. I'm I'm holding out the smallest batch of hope. Win these next two games, one game out of 500, then you pull off a miracle against the Ravens on the road. Then let's see what happens. You don't really need a miracle against them, but... yeah. It's not happening. What they are... Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not... After today, hold me to this. I'm not picking them to win this week. All right. We will be making our picks in 24 hours. I'm holding you to that. Wow. Peyton Manning, YT, says, My boys, give me Andy Reid's Madden playbook, and I could be a better play caller for Russ than Hackett is. For that matter, give anyone in your studio right now an Andy Reid play sheet, and boom, better than Hackett. It's Mm. time for some TTU football in Denver. I'm talking Sutton and Judy on one side and Dulcich, Virgil, and Hinton to the right. Simple route combos and not hard, Nate. Sticking to the whiteboard Wednesday theme, here is a great play I've cooked up with some Madden experience, along with watching actual football, too, of course. And my hypothet- PA crossers? Let's see. And my hypothetical five-wide formation, we would run, hurry up, and use Dulcich as a slot-wide receiver running drags, ins and outs, with the occasional cover three-seam route or wheel. Sutton would primarily be a slant or streak guy with some deep ends sprinkled around. Virgil would be a speed decoy, and if he is open, throw it. Jerry would run corners, posts, slants, and other quick-cutting routes to maximize his strengths, and Hinton could be a switched out with Edmonds whenever to run utility routes and checkdowns. I would use mostly bootlegs or other quarterback movement to help little Russ be able to read the half of the field he moves to. He said little Russ. Uh, But pocket (laughs) passing wouldn't be out of the equation. Sorry for the long one, but what'd you think? Omaha and peace. The only problem is that like we kind of seen this before. It's like, oh, it's a well put together game plan. Russ seems to be handling it well. That just means that the receivers are going to drop the ball because something will always go wrong. Jeez. You've handled all of those parts, but that is the last piece that like it just something something won't work. My thing is you can't go five wide with Russ because he doesn't throw the ball quickly. Yeah, you know, he well, I think before this he ran more five wide than anybody, but was 
throwing it to the least successful parts of the field. So he was throwing more deep balls out of five, like deep balls out of five wide at a higher rate than anybody else in the league. Everybody else was kind of picking apart. It was one of the least successful five wide attacks in the league. But they just kept doing it because it's like what they did. Um, th that, that stuff is all true. I wish I had like the real numbers though but from the, like months ago. It's true though, like, when you go five wide, the, the point is to pick a matchup and yep. get the ball out quickly to that matchup. Yep. Like clear yep. everybody out yep. and yep. force them to go deep and something's up and underneath or whatever. But yeah. Like you said, that's <sighs> not Russ's game. It's really not. And that's concerning. That's like the most I'm actually cool passer. with more vertical routes, though. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah it'd be nice if you could block. Because it would be nice. You're good. But it's double digit hits. Again. I guess I mean like in the seams and yeah. like if you can get, obviously you're trying to get Cortland Sutton singled up. No one really wants to let you do that anymore. Well, yep. what, what's a huge thing about Russ? He throws a great deep ball or was supposed mm -hmm. to coming into this this year. And then you mentioned it. Things go wrong all the time. Penalties, drops. So when you yep. try to put sustained drives together of 10 plays, you're just probably going to have too many of those negative yep. plays that the Broncos have had. So might as well try the deep shots because you only need one or two of those. Design it, it perfectly. And on one play, there will be a drop. And on the next, there will be a hold. And then <laughs> on the next play, the receiver will be open, but it'll fall down. Like it's. I, I do think we haven't talked nearly enough. And we've talked about it a decent amount, but we haven't talked nearly enough about just how bad the running game's been and how that just derails everything. Yep. Like if Javante Williams was out there averaging four and a half yards per carry, this offense would be in entirely different yeah yep. it would be it would be and then that would maybe you get more of the uh what the offense was supposed to look like the outside zone the, everything's based on that or at least based on the running game and then russ can work off play action which is where he's the best at i really just hope when they do make a change at, at coach that they try to keep the scheme similar yes um because doing a whole i mean three schemes in three years is just is just so bad for everyone's development. Like what we talked about earlier, do they really have a scheme? Have they ingrained no, that but so they spent much all of training camp trying to teach these did. guys how to zone block? Yeah. <laughs> yep, they did. All right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we do. Um, if you aren't sick of my face, you can stay tuned in, and we will uh, be doing a buff show in just a few mm -hmm. minutes here. Big we buff also, show coming up. Yeah, we have Mike Sanford joining the show. Um, that's the Buffs interim head coach. So we had a lot of fun with him. Got to check it out. How long's it been since you had rolled out the truck and took a country drive?